Have you ever seen a very old wooden cupboard, blackened by age and decorated with many carved arabesques and foliage? Such a one stood in a sitting room. It was a legacy from the great-grandmother and was covered all over with carved roses and tulips. Upon it one could see the most peculiar figures and little stag heads with antlers were projecting from them. In the centre of the cupboard stood a carved man. He looked indeed very ridiculous and he grinned, for one could not possibly call it laughing. He had legs like a goat, little horns on his forehead and a long beard. The children in the room used to call him Under General Commander War Sergeant-in-Chief Billy Goatlegs. It was a name difficult to pronounce, and there are very few who obtained such a title, but to have such a man cut out was certainly something. There he was. He looked continually up towards the table underneath the looking-glass where a sweet little shepherdess of porcelain was standing. Her shoes were gilded, her dress was adorned with a red rose, she wore a golden hat and crook. In short, she was very beautiful. Close by her stood a little chimney-sweep as black as coal and he, too, was of porcelain. He was as clean and nice as any other person. That he was a sweep was only because it was to represent one. The porcelain modeler might just as well have made him a prince, if he'd liked. There he was standing with his ladder, and his face was as white and rosy as a girl's. Properly speaking, that was wrong, for it ought to have been a little brackened. He was close by the shepherdess, and... Both were standing on the spots where they had been placed. As they were thus brought together, they had become engaged. They were quite suitable for each other. Both were young, of the same porcelain and equally fragile. Close by stood another figure, which was three times as high as this couple. It was an old Chinaman who could nod. He too was made of porcelain and pretended to be the grandfather of the little shepherdess, but he had no proof of it. He claimed to have power over her, therefore he had nodded to the under general commander war sergeant in chief Billy Goatlax, who paid his addresses to the little shepherdess. You will have a husband, said the old Chinaman, who I incline to think is of mahogany. He can make you Mrs. Under General Commander War Sergeant in Chief Billy Goatlax. He has a whole cupboard full of silver plate, which he keeps in secret compartments. I do not wish to go into the dark cupboard, said a little shepherdess. I've heard it said that he has eleven China women inside the cupboard. Then you may well become the twelfth, said a Chinaman. Tonight, as soon as it rattles in the cupboard, you shall be married as truly as I am a Chinaman. Then he nodded again and fell asleep, but a little shepherdess cried and looked at her beloved one, the porcelain chimney sweep. I entreat you, she said to him, to take me far, far away, for we cannot stay here. I will do anything you please, said the little sweep. Let us be off at once. I think I shall be able to keep you by my trade. I wish we had already safely got down from the table, she said. I shall not be happy until we are far away. And he comforted her, and showed her how she must put her little feet on the carved corners and the gilded ornaments of the leg of the table. He aided her with his little ladder, and soon they arrived on the floor. When they looked towards the old cupboard, they noticed that there was a great deal of noise in it. All the carved stags, with their heads further out, lifted up their antlers and twisted their necks. 
The Under General Commander War Sergeant in Chief Billy Goglax jumped up with excitement and called out to the old Chinaman, Look, there they are running away. Then they were terribly frightened and leapt quickly in the drawer of the window seat. In this drawer were three packs of cards, but none of them was complete, and a little doll's theatre, which was built up as well as circumstances permitted. There a comedy was being performed, and all the ladies' diamonds, clubs, hearts and spades were sitting in the front row and fanning themselves with their tulips. All the knaves were standing behind them, showing that they had a hat below as well as above, as all playing cards have. The comedy was about two people who were not to marry each other. The shepherdess shed tears over it, for it was exactly her own story. I cannot stand this any longer, she said. I must get out of the drawer. But when they got out and looked up towards the table, the old Chinaman was awake and shook his whole body, which was all one piece. Now the old Chinaman is coming, cried the little shepherdess, and fell down on her porcelain knees. She was so much afraid. I have an idea, said the sweep. Shall we creep into the big potpourri vase yonder in the corner? There we can repose on roses and lavender and throw salt into the eyes when he comes. That will not save her, she said, for I know that the old Chinaman and the potpourri vase were one day engaged, and there always remains a certain friendly feeling between people who have once been on such terms. Now we have no alternative. We must go out into the wide world. Have you really the courage to go with me out into the wide world? asked the sweep. Have you ever thought how large the world is and that we shall never return here? Yes, certainly, was her reply. Then the sweep looked her straight in the face and said, My way leads through the chimney. Have you really the courage to go with me through the stove, through the iron case as well as through the pipes? Through them we get out into the chimney, and then I know my way very well. We shall get so high up that they can no longer reach us. On the very top is a hole which leads out into the wide world. He then led her to the stove door. How black it looks, she said. But she went with him not only through the iron case, but also through the pipes where it was pitch dark. Now we are in the chimney, he said. Look up above you. There is a beautiful star shining. It was a real star in the sky which was shining straight down upon them as if it wished to show them the way. They climbed and crept on, it was a dreadful way, and very high up. He held her tightly and pointed the best places out there, where she could put her little porcelain feet safely down. At last they reached the rim of the chimney pot and sat down, for they were very tired, and that was not wonderful. The sky with all its stars was high above them, the roofs of the town spread out at their feet. They could see very far, far out into the world. The poor shepherdess had not thought that it would be like this. She leaned her head on her sweep and began to cry so bitterly that all the guilt came off her girdle. That is too much, she said. I cannot stand it. The world is too large. I wish I were again on the table underneath the looking glass. I shall not be happy until I have got back there. I've gone out with you into the wide world. Now you can take me back again, if you really care so much for me as you say. Sweep reasoned with her, talked about the old Chinaman and the under-general commander war sergeant-in-chief Billy Kodlax, but she sobbed bitterly and kissed her little Sweep so much that he could not do otherwise than give in, although it was foolish.
So they returned with great difficulties through the chimney, crept through the pipes and the iron case that was very unpleasant. When they had arrived in the dark stove, they stood and listened behind the door to hear what was going on in the room. But their all was quiet. They peeped in and uh, the old Chinaman was lying on the floor. He had fallen down from the table when he wished to run after them and was broken into three pieces. The whole back had come off in one piece and the hat had rolled into a corner. Beyond the general commander was sergeant-in-chief Billy Goatlax stood still in the place where he had always been uh, meditated. That is terrible, said the little shepherdess. The old grandfather is broken to pieces and that is all our fault. I shall never get over this. And then she wrung her hands. It can be riveted, said the sweep. It can be riveted again. Do not be too frightened. If they cement his back and put a good strong rivet into his neck, he will be as good as new and may still say many disagreeable things to us. Do you think so? she asked. Then they crept up to the table and returned to their former places. Here we are again on the same spot, said the sweep. We might have saved all the trouble. Oh, their grandfather were riveted again, said Shevardis. Is that very expensive? And he was riveted. The people had his back cemented, and a good strong rivet was put into his neck. He was as good as new again, but he could no longer nod. You seem to have become haughty since you broke to pieces, said the general commander war sergeant-in-chief. I think you have no cause to be so conceited. Am I to have her, or am I not? The sweep and the little shepherdess looked quite piteously at the old Chinaman. They feared lest he might nod again. But he could not do so. It was very unpleasant for him to tell the people that he had a rivet in his neck. Thus the two lovers remained together, blessed the grandfather's rivet, and loved each other till they broke to pieces. <laughs>